With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was... At that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC, which is amazing. Wes Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still fairly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The Game. I'll touch my Phoenix sweater. One and two and a one, two, three. And welcome to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler West and Chris along with you on this hot Tuesday morning. You know football season is getting close when it's 97 degrees on the regular. Despite that, there, there's like a, um, not in the feeling, but just like in the atmosphere, there's a tinge of the fall being like around the corner. You couldn't tell by the temperature, but there's something, maybe the smell. When I came feel. when I came outside this morning, it was cooler than I expected it to be and did give me kind of fall vibes. You know, that was at, you know, 7.30 this morning before the sun had really come out. But we obviously know those first month of games in williams Bryce Stadium tend to be Oof. on the hotter side. But how about four straight home games in November? That is going to be nice. I mean, for obviously nice and from... Cold. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? It, we say that it could still be like seventy-five degrees. It might be. Are y'all uh, cold or hot people? Which I'm, one I'm would a you hot rather person. Be? I make it hot all day long. I hate the cold. Same. I mean, neither, neither one bothers me that much, to be honest. Um, I wish I was like that. I'm, I'm used to the. I'm now. used to the heat, though. You know, growing up here, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to be. Sure. I, I'm a big. Here's my thing. If I'm out there in it, just don't acknowledge it. Like I try to trick myself. Like, and people are just like, oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Oh my, it's so hot. It's so, I'm like, no, you are making yourself it's a, it's more uncomfortable. Is it miserable? Like, that's it, like, even, you know what? Muschamp told this story about how he had teammates back in the day who, uh, it's like, if it was hot outside, 
Oh, man, I don't know about practice today. It's hot. Then it's cold. I don't know about practice today. It's cold. It's raining. I don't know about... It's like, dude, if you're always looking for a reason to complain about the weather, you're always going to find something. So, right. Now, are yeah. you guys getting some shade when you're out observing practice? Or are you braving the elements there, too? No, nah, not... Well, they were inside last time because yeah, it was raining. Okay. raining. Um, uh, I, I don't think they had the AC running uh, in the indoor the one day we were in there. That was actually for media day. It was actually pretty yeah. hot. They're trying to make us uncomfortable. Train. What Wes's speech made you sounded like a uh, Luke Day or something, talk, talking about being uncomfortable and just tuning out the weather, tune yeah. out the elements, tune it out. Well, one of those hot games uh, at home this year is going to be Mississippi State on September the twenty third. Pretty cool news coming out yesterday. Alshon Jeffrey going to get his jersey retired uh, prior to that game. Uh, obviously, Alshon Jeffrey, one of the greatest Gamecocks of all time, certainly well deserving of the honor. Very cool to see uh, that ceremony when it takes place in late September. So, want to hear on the Firehouse Subs text line, 404-6100. Favorite Alshon Jeffrey memory can be a game, can be a catch, can be a uh, moment. There there are several, I, I think. Um, let, let's play this. Um, favorite one, it, it, you can still say it if this was your favorite one. The, the catch against Alabama is obviously going to be way up there. If that is your first one, give us your second one as well because I, I think that one's probably going to be the runaway winner. But he, man, he had a bunch of nice moments. Holy cow. This guy was sort of in that stretch where South Carolina was just starting to dominate in-state recruiting. Want, you know, turned down Blue Bloods, was committed to Southern Cal, late push from Tennessee. This was a classic recruiting battle. Chris, I remember it was like he was committed to Southern Cal, but it was really down to South Carolina and Tennessee. And pulls the, uh, the switcheroo, obviously, on signing day, committed to you know, obviously, uh, Shane Beamer, late great Brad Lawing involved there as well. And just a, a big boy recruiting battle. The thing you kind of remember about Alshon and really that whole bunch of guys is how many recruiting hits those were as far as an evaluation. I mean, Marcus Lattimore, highly recruited guy, five-star, top back, comes in, lives up to that billing. Alshon, uh, you know, a top wide receiver, probably even outplayed his billing a little bit, I would say, as highly rated as he was. Gilmore played up to his. You know, all these guys came in and, and really, they were who we thought they were as recruits. And I, I still, one of my favorite Alshon memories is just watching him go off on Kentucky his freshman year after everybody, fan base was clamoring, like, where's Alshon? We want Alshon. There was a little bit of this kind of old school, like, you know, he's not ready yet. He's only a freshman. Then he gets his chance and just goes off on Kentucky. Uh, so that, that was a really cool coming out party for him. Yeah, I was just actually looking back at that game. I couldn't remember. I knew South Carolina won. Couldn't remember the final score. 28-26 Gamecocks. Randall, Randall Cobb scored a touchdown Ooh. late in the game, and then they, Kentucky failed a two-point conversion. South Carolina hung on. But I, I specifically remember that. So that was Alshon Jeffrey's fourth career game. And he had five catches and a touchdown coming into that game. But I, I do remember on the Insiders Forum, Wes, a lot of conversation about why is Alshon not playing more. Um, and, and there was some of, hey, he's a freshman. I know he great high school player, great prospect, Superman cape on signing day on the flip. But give it some time. And it, he wasn't playing, as I recall, a ton. Gets in that game, as you said, 
Uh, first SEC game of the year against Kentucky goes off for seven receptions, 138 yards, three touchdowns. Well, and I, if I remember correctly, and it, I mean that that was a while ago now, y'all. Like it was it was not yesterday. But if I remember correctly, it was par- partially the reason was that he was at the same wide wide re- receiver position um, as Tory Gurley, I think. Um, but, and it, and it was that they they weren't exactly interchangeable. So um, you know, I think in that offense, Spurrier, you had the X, the B was like the boundary receiver and the Z. I I think is what you called it in the base formation for that offense. And they weren't exactly interchangeable. There are a lot of sort of on the fly um, route combination changes you had to make based on what you were seeing from the coverage. And so they're at the same spot as opposed to being, you know, on the field together opposite of each other. As time went on, they were able to get them both on the field opposite of each other. But I remember that always being a big discussion with certain guys. Well, why are these two receivers playing the same spot? Um, They can only be on the field as one backing up the other as opposed to being on the field at the same time. But Alshon, it was like once he got out there and went off, that then... That was that. Like there was, there was no taking that dude off the field once he locked it down. I have a favorite memory from Nate on the Firehouse subs text line eight zero three four zero four six two one hundred touchdown right before halftime against Nebraska. That now was going to be up been there. His last game, yes, same game he got ejected from. If I'm remembering correctly, got ejected and still I think took home MVP <laughs> honors for the game. That's a good day. That's, that's impressive. Spent half of the day uh, in the locker room. Took home MVP, but that that Hail Mary catch was insane. And just a classic Alshon, I'm just going to body you and go up over top of you, use my, my big frame, and um, go make a play. And that was his last play, right? What, or what was his last touch, his last catch? Would that have been his last catch as a Gamecock? Because he only had four catches in that game for like four 148 catches for 148 yards. and a touchdown. What did he get ejected for? Him and that he and that guy, that corner from Nebraska, or was it a safety? They were jawing back and forth and fighting or something. Uh, like it that? was cornerback Alfonso Denard. Yes, God, good pull on that name in the third quarter for fighting. Okay, so mm. yeah, that that might have been Alshon's last play, last catch as a game. I, I don't know if that was like his second catch, third catch. Maybe he came back and did a little bit more in the third quarter, but. Regardless, it's one of the last plays. Definitely made it a memorable one. Uh, Nick says, Kentucky catch rising up one-handed with defender grabbing his jersey. Best catch. He had one against the Citadel. Wes and I were talking about yesterday. Uh, several Gamecock fans on the podcast were telling us uh, they were remembering the Clemson catch. Um, that would have mm-hmm. been... What was that, 2011, Wes? The 2011 game at I home? Pl- I played yeah. that highlight earlier. Yeah, there was a little little extra at the end there on the celebration. That was definitely a good one. I, I just pulled up the quote fight. I had forgotten <laughs> how just how awful of a call this was. It was really silly. Like they they're the time. they're locked in with each other. Alshon gives him a shove. Uh, Denard threw a fist. Alshon never threw a fist. Yeah. At least that I saw on video. So I'm I'm re mad. Did he get ejected <laughs> as well? I, I think they both got ejected. Yeah. It was a dual ejection. I see. 
let, full ejection. Let the guys let them play. Let them play. Let them play. Let them even let them fight a little bit. Not that wasn't well, too bad. I don't understand why we would throw punches with helmets on. What good does that do? It's a great way to you're break gonna, a hand. Exactly. You're going to injure yourself more than the other person. Agreed. Uh, if you hey, by the way, guys, go back. Just throw on. Just go on YouTube and type in Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, I think we all remember how good he was, but the just number of plays this guy made, insane. I always remember Steve Spurrier, and I can't remember after which game this was. Maybe, I feel like it was after they played Tennessee one year. And he was like, yeah, I mean, nobody catches him. You know, because he didn't in high school, like, you remember how grainy his high school tape was? You're like, I think that Pixel was a really good football <laughs> player. Like, couldn't really tell. Um but, you know, there was some camp footage, and he, he was just so big, and just the ball skills are just off the charts. And he wasn't a guy that was incredibly fast or, like, incredibly explosive. He just he just had it. You know, whatever it is as a receiver, he had it, namely the ball skills. But he just knew how to open. He was a, how to get open. He was a master of just using his body, particularly when the ball was in the air. And I remember Spurrier saying, yeah, not, nobody nobody catches him. When he takes off, he's he just, he's smooth too, though, man. Like, to be, like, he's not a four, four, or even a no. four or five guy, but he was just smooth. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it. Big hands, big bodied, smooth. He was actually better after the catch than you probably would give him credit for, too. But, I mean, ball skills wise, um, you go back, man. We talked about this on the podcast yesterday. For my money, modern era, and again, I, I had I threw in the caveat of I didn't see Sterling Sharp, so we had people you know that have that saw Sterling Sharp have memories of that weighing in as well. But Alshon and Sidney Rice were one A and one B for me of South Carolina wide receivers in like my time of watching South Carolina and watching it closely and sort of knowing what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, Sterling Sharp, I don't know if he would be. A notch above or a notch below uh, for those who saw him during his career. Um, you know, you, I'm sure you can go back even before that and, and name a couple of guys. But for me, the last, you know, 20, 23 years or so, it was Alshon and Sydney. And not that this has any bearings on his uh, jersey getting retired here in South Carolina, but also went on to have a great career in the NFL, spent a lot of years with the Bears where he worked with Dow Loggins, of course, they ended up with the Eagles and was a big part of that Super Bowl run that they made. Back in 2017, had three touchdowns in the postseasons there. So not just a great college player, but also a great NFL player as well. Won a Super Bowl. Yep. He was a pro bowler in 2013. Played from 2012 to 2020. So, I mean, you see a lot of great college players that don't even last a season in the NFL. Yep. They don't even last the league average, which is what, you know, four years if you make it in the NFL is considered a, a great accomplishment, actually. So... He ended up lasting, what, nine seasons? Actually made the list of the 100 greatest Bears of all time, too. It's been a lot of really great players for the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, I think I think that's how we kind of put it yesterday, Tyler, is that I think that doesn't really have a bearing on the college career, as you said, because you could look at a guy like, like Johnny Manziel, who's been talked about a lot lately, right? Outstanding career at Texas A&M, didn't do much of anything in the NFL, and there are obviously a lot of reasons for that. For Jeffrey... He kind of had both, right? And I think what he did in the NFL just kind of further validated uh, how great of a player he was. 
I think we all recognized when he was playing at South Carolina that, you, you know, you're over there watching it, you know, watching the great catches he made, watching him against high-level competition, some of the athletic feats that he performed on the field. And you knew, like, th- this is special. But I think now that time has passed, um, getting some additional perspective, I think looking back on it now, it's probably even more impressive than watching it live. And I, get, I was going to say, yeah, you, you were seeing greatness. Yep, and yep. there was no doubt in your mind at the time. And, you know, for, for a guy, again, it took, it did take a few weeks into his first season for him to, like, take off. But once he did... I mean, it was pretty freaking consistent. He he played three seasons at South Carolina. Uh, season one, he played in 13 games. Season two, 14. Season three, 13 games. So his availability, you know, you look at some of these other guys, man, bumps and bruises. Chris and I were talking yesterday. Debo Samuel, completely different type of wide receiver, but you would have you would have maybe been talking about him as having a South Carolina career up there with an Alshon, up there with a Sydney. Uh, again, completely different skill set, but he'd maybe even be in that conversation. But the injuries just kept him from having the college career that he could have had otherwise. Alshon, just very available, and 16.6 yards per catch for his career at South Carolina. That is a crazy number. And again, that retirement coming up for the September 23rd game against Mississippi State. Coming up, we'll stay on this conversation about retiring players' jerseys and what exactly those qualifications should look like from Wes and Chris's perspective. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. While it's still here, while you can still get it, we're going to continue to harp on this. The pepperoni pizza, meatball sub at Firehouse Subs. All 14 Midlands locations is where you can get it. And we have a special deal for you, too, we want to tell you about for our listeners. If you download the Firehouse Subs app or if you use the Rapid Rescue at FirehouseSubs.com, you, too, can try the pepperoni pizza, meatball sub for just $6 for a medium. Plenty of food. It's got the new garlic bread that Wes and I, we're now scheming ways. How can we get this garlic bread on the New York steamer, for example? Maybe even the turkey bacon ranch, Tyler. That would be a good one. But you can get the garlic bread, the meatball, the sauce, extra provolone cheese, and crispy pepperoni all on one sub. And you can get it for just $6. Hard to get lunch for $6 anymore, guys. And you're not just getting a small portion either. The medium, brand new, limited time offer pepperoni pizza meatball sub for just six dollars when you order it through the firehouse subs app or the rapid rescue at firehousesubs.com rapid rescue has it ready for you when you walk into one of the 14 midland stores same thing with the app if you use the app you can actually earn yourself rewards points for future free firehouse subs six dollars medium pepperoni pizza meatball sub if you haven't had it check it out if you have had it you know how good it is check it out again firehousesubs.com Coming up, what does it take to get your jersey retired at South Carolina? We'll talk about that on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. 
here on 107.5 The Game. While we still have to wait a couple more weeks for college football, high school football returns this week, as does the Love Chevrolet High School Football Scoreboard Show with Tommy Moody and Justin Hall coming up this Friday night from 9 until midnight right here on 107.5 The Game. They'll bring you scores, have coaches call in, and take your calls as well. Again, Love Chevrolet High School Football Scoreboard Show makes its return this Friday night at 9 o'clock right here on 107.5 The Game. Well, we talked in that first segment about Alshon Jeffrey getting his jersey retired. Of course, Davion Clowney had his retired uh, last season before the Georgia State game. In y'all's opinion, what is the criteria for somebody entering that club? Mm. I thought you were going to tell us what the criteria was. <laughs> no, I'm asking. No. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a set in stone no, I, I list think there of is. things. I think there is, isn't there? Isn't there an official sort of breakdown of what it requires? I have no I idea. Did, I did not do my homework. I thought I thought Clearly, Tyler was going to tell us and we were going to react. I'm keeping you guys on your toes. Um, what? Well, here, here, here's something, Wes. What should it be? Uh, it should be <laughs> greatness. That, that's, is, ex- what, that's actually what I was going to say. What, what is greatness? Well, you know you it when know, you see it. You know it when you see it. Alshon, greatness. Yeah, I'll tell you who should be next is Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore, greatness. Okay. Jadavion Clowney's up on the... If you walk in williams Bryce, you can look up. Yep. And there he is, his name. And he obviously deserves it and earned it too. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you can come yeah. up... There's so many criteria. There's so many... Well, this or that, and I, I just typically, it's like, I don't know if you call it the eye test. I think you just kind of know it when you see it, and then you can have a discussion and and figure it out from there. What, was there anybody, okay, I'm sure there's always somebody to disagree, Where was there more than 1% of the people that when they heard Alshon Jeffries' jersey will be retired, that said, oh no, his jersey shouldn't be retired. I, I didn't hear a single person no. say that makes no sense. So to me, that that means that means it's like you got a consensus. It right. the, the only people that would not want it is if it's a person that generally doesn't like. I don't like retiring jerseys. I don't like retiring well, numbers. I don't it, like this or that. Now that's a question a lot of people had when this was announced yesterday. Is oh, is the number one going out of commission? That's not the case. Trey Knox, DQ Smith can still wear the number one. It's just the jersey itself getting retired. The number one is not going away for South Carolina. Factors for jersey retirement. This is from USC. Factors for jersey retirement include postseason national and conference recognitions, school record holders, impact on team accomplishments, and either graduating from South Carolina or leaving the school in good academic standing. The current athletics policy, as we just said, states that the school retired jerseys, not numbers. Athletic Department records indicate the current policy has been in place since at least 2007. Uh, numbers retired prior to then will continue to be in a retired state. Current and future student athletes can wear numbers that were affiliated, affiliated with jersey retirements after 2007. So, postseason accolades, national and conference, school record holders, impact on team accomplishments, and you have to be in good academic standing are the broad That's your categories. But see, now... That is, those are great accomplishments, but based on just that alone, a lot of guys would qualify. Sure. A lot of guys. So I think you, you take that as your baseline, and then you you then go to the, you know, greatness when you see it type of thing. Yeah. I mean, postseason accolades, 
I mean, national and conference. National and conference. Plus that, school record holders, though. You're cutting a lot of people out. You're, you're cutting a lot. But, I mean, you could be like a you could be like a, a third-team All-American and then have your name in the record. But, like, like who's who's tied? I think tied for number one on the uh, receptions in a game for USC. Zola mm-hmm. Davis. I don't think he has his jersey retired. I don't know if he got any postseason accolades. He might have. He was a good player. But, so, I think... Yeah, th- those are good, like you said, Wes. That that does cut a lot of people out, but I think it also leaves, you know, probably some pretty decent meat on the bone too. And you have to kind of go above and beyond that. Well, and I feel like when it comes to you, you don't want to have twenty jerseys retired. I feel like that does kind of maybe water it down a bit. It it should be something that feels very significant, very special. And and Alshon's only going to be the sixth one to be retired for. South Carolina football, so you do have to be a little bit more selective. Well, yes, you do meet those criteria. That obviously doesn't mean just because you meet all those, you're going to get your jersey retired. So, uh, are they are they being a little bit less selective? Uh, like, are they are they being a little bit more about hey, let's let's try to honor maybe maybe I'm saying it the wrong way. Let's try to honor some more guys who have been a huge part of success sure. at South Carolina because you had. The f- the four guys were up there for forever. Yeah, and then now, you know, you have a couple of them within two seasons. And, and there's not. This isn't like the Hall of Fame, where it's like, okay, you have these certain year long windows to get your jersey retired. If they want to retire Marcus Lattimore's jersey in ten years, that's okay. If they want to do it next year, that's okay. Like you have all the time in the world to do it whenever you want to do it. So you're not restricted by time necessarily yeah i'd also love to hear firehouse subs text line who's next i mean to me marcus is the guy that makes sense that's who pops in my mind um you know i don't i don't know if the people agree you know connor shaw didn't put up the the massive numbers but obviously i mean a lot of people consider connor shaw to be the best quarterback in school history so that's got to stand for something, right? right? I mean, you you had a level of success during that stretch that is still to this day unprecedented for the University of South Carolina football. So naturally, I mean, one of the things I just read, impact on team accomplishments. If their team is the best it's ever been, naturally I think you're going to have more guys from that era than any other specific era in South Carolina history. And so to me, those are the two guys that just pop into my mind next would be Marcus Lattimore and Connor Shaw. Um, I I would be curious to see what the people think. Yeah, let us know on the Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100. Coming up, though, Bruce Feldman released his list of freaks for this upcoming college football season. Who made... Number one, we'll talk about that coming up. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Hey, guys, tell you, every single week, if you're looking for a gift for that sports fan in your life, i got a great outside-of-the-box thought for you. Head on over to Gold Line Framing in West Columbia. Take that uh, favorite memorabilia, maybe you've got an autographed photo, maybe there is a poster, maybe you've got a jersey from your favorite player or your significant other's favorite player. Have that thing custom framed by our friends at Goldline Framing. 
Honor Kendall Walsh, Manager Johnny James, they're going to take care of you and any and all your custom framing needs. Like I said, that could be a jersey, that could be a canvas, that could be a flag, original artwork, diplomas, pretty much anything. Uh, they've been in business for over 20 years, so head on over to 511 12th Street, West Columbia. In store, they've got a great art gallery, some home decor, furniture, tons of gift items, pretty much anything you could want sports related. If you got questions, just give them a call. It's 803 739 1337. They are open Tuesday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then as I've told y'all lately, if you're in town for a game, maybe you're not from the Columbia area, but you're in town to check out a game, this college football season, they are open Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So head on over there, buy something, then head on out to the tailgate. Give them a follow on Instagram at SC. They're very often posting their latest and greatest in-store. Again, Gold Line Framing in West Columbia, South Carolina. Find out who topped Bruce Feldman's freaks list for college football up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. 1075 The Game reminds you again about the Ultimate Gamecock Season Ticket Giveaway live now on 1075thegame.com. Head to the website, click on the Ultimate Season Ticket Giveaway emblem, fill out that form for your chance to win tickets to every home football game, every home men and women's basketball game, and every home baseball game for the 2023-2024 sports calendar. Winners will be announced August 25th at our preseason summer golf tournament out at the Charlotte Golf Club in West Columbia. Mentioned this before the break, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic has released his list of the freaks of college football for 2023. Number one on that list, Nick Harbour. So I believe, Chris, we said this on air. At some point we mentioned Harbour would be on this list. And this list has become, I mean, it's become a pretty big deal. Comes out every year. I knew he'd been doing it for a while reading the article uh, Feldman said he's been doing it almost 20 years now so nearly two decades you knew Harbor would be on here did you think he'd be number one nope on the list nope I didn't same uh, I believe so Clowney I think was number one way back in the day on the list um Jordan Birch made the list as well South Carolina connection Painful. there <laughs> yeah I think I think Jordan's been on there before but it is really interesting, and I, I think Bruce Feldman does a fantastic job of going deep with this thing and giving you some names of guys that basically uh, you know are from schools you, ha- you haven't maybe heard of, you don't see quite as much. But the whole point of the list, and the list has gotten more high-tech over the years, I've noticed. Um, he's got stuff on there where they've measured acceleration and deceleration and top speed. I bet you when he was doing it 10 years ago, there were no mentions of any of this, but it's because everybody is on the catapult system now or some version of the catapult system um, or a competitor to the catapult system. And so that is what is measuring player speed, acceleration, deceleration when they're in practice. And because this list has become such a big deal, he's able to reach out, um, hit up you know, football departments and say, hey, give me, give me some data. What's this guy doing? I'm going to brag on your guy on the freaks list. And Freaks List, man, there's some dudes on here, Chris. 
Certified dudes. Certified dudes. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two. 23 and a half miles an hour on the GPS system. A 3.94 short shuttle time. And then you just watch him actually play the game of football. And you can see that he's a freak. And Nick Harbour's ahead of him. Wes, do you know, aside from Jadavion Clowney, who you mentioned, by the way, a little trivia here. You know the last two Gamecocks to make the freaks, the freaks list? Uh, I, I I think I actually do have one of them. All right, let's hear it. Um, would one be actually, I think this is the one most people would not get, Sidarius Hutcherson. A two-time selection was yeah. Sidarius Hutcherson. Uh, a lot of that was because of his weight room strength. He was just an incredibly strong. You remember Sidarius? He was like a 230-pound tight end slash defensive end recruit out of Tennessee. Wasn't he like chasing rabbits or something when they went and <laughs> evaluated him? Like, I, I remember some weird story. That about, sounds like a Josh Simon story. Yeah, yeah, I remember some weird story about them evaluating his athleticism. Well, if he was if um, he was 230 pounds and chasing rabbits, that's probably a good I may, I don't know. evaluation I window. That, that sounds like the uh, wedding Rocky when he's chasing the chicken <laughs> for his footwork. Isn't that a thing down like in Pahokee? They, uh, I don't know. We're getting off, getting off course here. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of the other one, Chris. What? Posi- wait. I mean, Jor- Jordan Birch. Is that? I mean, are we not counting Jordan? Jordan's I been on there before, I think. I, I don't know for sure. I, so I could be missing that one. This is a yeah, non-Jordan okay. Birch. Non-Jordan Birch. I don't uh, think Jordan made it actually before. I could be wrong. Hmm. How long ago is this? The other one you're talking about. This was in 2021. 2021. Yeah. Pretty recent. Just, I don't know. Taylor Stallworth? Nope. You're going to kick yourself, too. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's somebody obvious. All right, who was it? Nope. Not maybe obvious. Luke Doty. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, Luke. Luke Doty made the freaks list in 2021. And then Hutcherson twice, uh, back-to-back years. So Gamecocks have landed some guys on here, but yeah, Nick Carver being number one, that is not going to help. You know how we've spent all offseason and so is Beamer trying to, okay, guys, yes, well, this dude's big, he's fast, let's, like, let's temper expectations, this will not help. And we talked about this last week when we were out at Steel Hands, is there's going to be people looking at this program after three weeks like, why the heck aren't they utilizing this guy oh, yeah. more? What's going on? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a blessing to get this guy into the, pro, into the program, but... It's kind of, it's a curse too, because like, look at the guy behind him, Marvin Harrison Jr. Incredible athletic traits, but also an extremely well-developed wide receiver as soon as he stepped on campus at Ohio yes. State. So this is a different, is a different set of circumstances. Jadavion Clowney, who made a, the freaks list, I think it was in 2013 for Bruce Feldman, was, you know, he was already a college football player at that point and had been. And he was also more developed as a football player, even if you go from high school senior to freshman year and the impact he made. Just a different set of circumstances. Uh, but nonetheless, impressive, you know, that he's on there. Saw some of Jody Wright's comments in there, Wes. Yeah, I, I think that comparisons. caught my attention, man. 22.9 miles per hour on the GPS. Uh, Jody Wright said, um, uh, quote, I would say a taller Julio with a Derrick Henry type build is a great Comparison. He has the potential to develop into a mismatch nightmare with his size and speed. Uh, Jody apparently did not get the memo about um, (laughs) 
lowering expectations. But, uh, you know, but to his point, it's, it is kind of funny. The, the two sides of this coin, you kind of have, even with people in the program, even with public comments, you have the, all right, guys, you know, really this is his first time playing wide receiver. He played more tight end-ish in high school, and we know what he did on the defensive side of the ball too. Then the other side is like when you go to preseason and guys like Justin Stepp and Torian Gray are like borderline like giggling just thinking about this big guy running by the DBs and like ticking off the DBs because they're having to turn and run with this guy and, and almost change their approach because his downfield speed is so fast. So, uh, you know, it, it is kind of funny with both sides of this coin. I tend to think you're going to see a first year with, you know, it's, there's going to be some highs and some lows, I think. I, the, the part of Nick Harbour that is going to have to continue to develop and that we're going to have to see on the field, what did we just talk about with Alshon Jeffrey? The most important thing for a wide receiver is ball skills. And if you're if you're not the guy that's caught, I mean, how many balls did Alshon Jeffrey catch in his life leading up to his college career? You know, like into the thousands, right? Like I'm just talking about catch after catch after catch after yeah. catch. If you've been doing all these different things and succeeding at them, you know, no less, but still that's time you weren't spending just catching balls on a jug machine. So I, I think, we're going to have to all be a little bit patient, but we're also we're going to see number eight come in and go flying downfield, you know, at times. And it's going to be about and some of the one of these passes is going to hit, one of them's not. Like it, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna play out like that. There's going to be some big plays, I think, from Nick Harbor. There'll probably be a couple near misses from Nick Harbor. My my maybe the most interesting thing we've learned so far, Beamer talking on Saturday about Harbor. One, the physicality. He said, this is not a track guy trying to play football. Loves his physicality. Two, special teams. We've talked about the special teams question. Beamer brought up using Harbor on punt block. Said, I mean, that's a great idea, right? Six five guy who can run and has size. Um, and my, one of my favorite things Beamer said, the Nick versus Nick battle in practice because Nick Emanwari is um, – I don't know what word to use. I don't want to say upset. Nicky Mamori doesn't enjoy the fact that Nick Harbour might his be title, faster. His title is being threatened. Possibly. Although I will say, Amarian Brown is in this conversation too. But I, I think it is awesome that Emanwari has been like, well, all right, I'm just going to take you on one-on-one. At no point have they all three gotten together and just raced straight up. It doesn't no, seem to like our No, I, I asked AB about this. Apparently, the coaching staff has um, sort of said, nah, man, we don't, we're not getting out there pulling anything, racing. They, they wanted to make, like, a big yeah, – I mean, I, I was mean, like, this could be an NIL thing. I would put – I want to see Xavier Leggett in there, too. Maybe we've got to wait till up. after the season. I th- – I tell you what, I think DJ Braswell would quietly, we've heard, be sneaking into the mix too. Five-man field. The Gamecock Central fastest Gamecock tournament. Love it. I I would be scared to death. Our names on it. Yeah. Somebody gets hurt. Two of the three or like, or two of the five like go down with the hammy. So I'm saying wait till after the season. Still. It might be, (laughs) got some guys that are looking to. 
go to the NFL? Yes, I nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It'd be we'll, fun to see. We'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that. Uh, coming up, we'll hit some of your text on the viral subtext line. Who do you think should be the next to join the retired jerseys list for South Carolina? That's up next on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, 107.5 The Game. Let me take a minute to tell you about a company that I have personally had out to my own home more than once. That is the team at Integrated Media, Michael Nathan. They do an outstanding job with any audio-visual services at your house. Now, for me, they took all my old video game systems, they hooked them all up so I didn't have to go worrying about Whatever those cords even called, I, I don't even remember. R- RCA cords, HDMI. Yeah, no, no, these are so old, Tyler. There wasn't even an HDMI. Oh, the old colored ones. Yeah, the old color, yeah. the color coded. Don't even know how to hook them up anymore. Definitely didn't want to be putting them in and out of the closet, dusting them off. They those leave. are the ones you had to put on like channel three yes. back in the day. There wasn't an input. It was just you had a channel to go to. It was horrible. And yeah. so it would discourage you from even, do- oh, well, I'd like to play Sega Genesis, but now I've got to pull it out and figure out how to hook it up. No, instead, they linked all of them together. They put them on a switcher. All I have to do is turn on the TV, put it on the right source, then hit a switcher button. Now I've got all my old video game systems. I can show them to the kids. It's a, and then I can play myself, so even better. Outstanding stuff. Whether it's something like that, a really creative solution, or something as simple as mounting a television or an entire smart home system, Integrated Media can do it for you. IntegratedMediaInc.com. The phone number is 803-948-8327. If you want some examples of some of their past work, go on Facebook or Instagram, Integrated Media Columbia. You can check it out. Have them out to your home just like they came out to mine. IntegratedMediaInc.com. Next jersey is to be retired. Your thoughts coming up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecock. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Here on 107.5 The Game, Tyler Weston, Chris Long with you. Started off the show talking about the Alshon Jeffrey jersey retirement coming up for that September 23rd game against Mississippi State. We asked the question, who do you think deserves to have their jersey retired next for the Gamecocks? Got a couple of you weighing in. Love Firehouse Subs text line 803-404-6100. DJ uh, Sidney Rice, it's a name, possibly there. Uh, Let's see, got one... Mark Slattimore, obviously, uh, Connor Shaw, Stephon Gilmore. That's the first one I've heard mentioned there. Well, I mean, Gilmore, (laughs) as far as, I mean, what he did at USC, yes. He might, is he your best example of a guy that has gone on to do great things in the pros, which again, as you mentioned earlier, Tyler, like there's, there's, you have to separate those. Sure. Right. Like if a di- if a guy just kind of had a decent career at South Carolina and was a eight time All Pro in the NFL, you don't take the All Pro. But like you build that in for somebody like Gilmore, who was a a three year starter and a super impactful guy. I-, I like all those picks, Wes. I think you said Marcus Lattimore earlier. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I mentioned Connor too. I mean, Connor I, I I think for for me personally, Marcus would be next. Yes. Uh, you're ordering them. Yeah, but I mean, and, you know, I think with Marcus, you the the numbers he put up, even despite the injuries, yeah, yeah, 
are insane. And, and yet, you know, yeah, obviously you can't just pretend the injuries never happened. Like that, they did happen. That was part of it. But sure. I, I think, man, he meant so much to this program too at the time that, you know, he, he, he was the face of the program. So I, I think my, just, I instantly went to him. Yeah. Is where my head went as far as who's next. Now let me ask this question as we close here. Is there anybody currently on this roster that you think we have this conversation about somewhere down the road? Mm. Very good question, Tyler. You've gotten good at putting us on the spot here lately. Um, okay, I think it's harder than ever to get on there because we're in the transfer portal era. Yep. If you true. do big things, but then you leave for a year, fans are going to ding you. If you come in and do big things, but it's only for a year, fans are going to ding you for that too. Now, that being said, if you come in, I use the example like Joe Burrow at LSU, if you come in and just set the world on fire in that one year, you set records, fans love you for that. I mean, that's that warrants it, I feel like. And the, here's a transfer portal era player. And I'm not saying this is a definite answer, but Spencer Rattler, if there's some ifs attached, so he would have two seasons. Right now he has the single game passing touchdown record already, six last season against Tennessee, the fourth highest single game yardage passing record. He's number four. He's sixth on the single season passing yardage. And if you look... If he pa- if he passed this year for slightly more than he passed for last year, so last year is three thousand twenty six yards. If he got to thirty one hundred this season, he passes Connor Shaw on the passing yardage career list, which would put him which would put him fifth. Fifth. I I think here's what would have to happen if South if South Carolina, let's say if they won the East, like if if he just like you know, just went off yep. and led them to the East, then yes. I'll tell you the guy, body of work, I know we got to go. If Nick Eamon Worry just like keeps doing what he's doing and just continues on this path, he's the guy who's off to the start of his career where you could say it would be possible, but still you're going to need a lot of ifs along the way. Absolutely. Again, that retirement for Alshon Jeffrey coming up September the thir- 23rd for the Mississippi State game. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show with Jay coming up next, 107.5 The Game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.